0: There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. there's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And the driving jam time. And the Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Come back, pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City! Now,
1: Sports Open Live on America's
0: Sports Voice, KMOX. Create urgency. You locked out the players to jumpstart the negotiations. It feels like real bargaining went on just in the last 24 to 36 hours. I'm sure people are wondering why not over the last three three months or even longer to get to a point where you're not necessarily canceling games because there's some momentum here.
1: Yeah, I think the the best answer to that question is the last 10 days. We've been here ready to bargain, full committees, owners, players for 10 days, and it got going two days before the deadline. I, you know, that's the best explanation I can give you.
0: Hey, Rob, understanding the deadline. That is Commissioner Rob Manfred, a question from Jesse Rogers of ESPN. Asking basically, why did this all take so long? Couldn't this have started a lot sooner? If you have not heard, and welcome into Sports Open Line, I'm Chris Ranji, uh, in for Kevin Wheeler for the night, who is going to be back with you tomorrow. Um, this is a, a not a great day. It's not a great day if you are a baseball fan. And we're going to talk about that over the next couple of hours here on Sports Open Line on KMOX. The number, if you want to jump in and give us your reaction to the news today, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. And that news is, at least the beginning of the baseball season is going to be canceled. We are not going to start opening day on time. And as it stands right now, because of the decision by Major League Baseball in the Players' Union today. The union rejecting what the league called their best and final offer, though they denied they actually used that term, best and final offer. Uh, The Players' Association, Tony Clark, Bruce Meyer, Max Scherzer, Andrew Miller, all at the podium just a little bit ago, actually, um, saying that they did, in fact, use the term best and final offer. The players rejected that offer unanimously and, therefore, The lockout continues. We are not going to have baseball on time. And according to the commissioner, Rob Manfred, at least the first two series of the regular season are going to be canceled. So from our perspective here in town, what that means is the Cardinals are not going to play their series, their opening series on the road against the Pittsburgh Pirates. There is also scheduled a two-game series at Wrigley Field against the Cubs immediately after that those games will not be played. And if things stay the way Major League Baseball says they're going to be, those games are not going to be made up. And I guess we will find out what is going to happen here over the next several weeks. So this is not the outcome any of us were looking for. And uh, you know what, I'll be honest with you. If you were listening to the show last night, as we were talking here between 6 and 8 on Sports Open Line, uh, the two sides were continuing to negotiate a lot of back and forth, something like 13 or 14 sessions where um, the, the two sides would meet together and then they would take a break and meet with their caucuses and then they would get back together. They did that several times into the early morning hours last night. Heck, people were still tweeting about it after two in the morning here, local time, so, you know, it was it was really late last night in Florida as well. They resumed talks this morning, and by the afternoon, the declaration had been made prior to MLB's uh, deadline that they set, and they set that deadline for 4 o'clock central time, and it was probably an hour before that happened, maybe a little bit over an hour, that basically the union looked at that proposal that MLB gave them They decided that it was not anywhere close to what they were looking for, and the league did not budge much on what they were offering. And as a result, the season, at least the first couple of series of the season, have been canceled. So that is where we are right now. I suppose there is a possibility that maybe maybe we get some sort of resolution here, and maybe they decide to make those games up But the league's stance as of right now, is there is not going to be baseball for those first two series of the season. I suppose the good news, if you're optimistic and if you are hopeful, um, there still could be opening day at Bush Stadium, which is supposed to be March 7th, and that is a series against the Pirates. That conceivably could happen right now, but we really don't know if it's going to happen. And to be honest with you, the way things have gone over the last several weeks, that seems like it is highly unlikely. We will talk to Ben Hockman of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. He will join us, give us his thoughts on where Major League Baseball stands and Scott Miller, contributor for the New York Times and also you can hear him on MLB Network Radio. We will get his thoughts on the Major League lockout as it stands right now. This is, this is not what we were hoping for and, and again, if you were listening to the show last night, I was talking to you about a little bit of hope. More hope than I had had In quite some time, just because it it, it at least sounded like from what we were hearing um, from the reporters who were on the scene at Roger Dean Stadium, that some progress was being made. And maybe in hindsight, a lot of that progress was coming from the league side, telling people that we were, quote, working at it. And that was exactly what Rob Manfred told the media as he was walking by the parking lot at one point. But maybe it wasn't as close as we were actually led to believe. The players, by the way, have been consistent in how they've seen the proposals MLB has given them. And and now we are where we are right now. Again, the first two series of the season are gone. And it doesn't look like they are going to be made up. The question is just how much baseball are we going to have, if any, in 2022? So again, we will hear from you. If you want to jump in, you can. You got the phone number, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. But we do want to talk to Ben Hockman of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. He is coming up next. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, no Jensen, a personal entry law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Until 8 o'clock tonight, and we talk about the Major League Baseball lockout. Finally, we have a resolution, but it is not the kind of resolution any of us were hoping for. As the lockout will continue, and Commissioner Rob Manfred today, late this afternoon, saying the first two series of the season will be canceled because the two sides could not come to an agreement in Jupiter, Florida. I'm Chris Ranji in for Kevin Wheeler here on Sports Open Line. And we are joined now by Benjamin Hockman of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. You could follow him on Twitter at Hockman, and he covers sports here in town, as you know, and he joins us on KMOX. Good evening, Ben. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Chris? How are you? I'm okay. Well, this is not really what we thought. So let me get your your initial reactions. What are you feeling after we get the news today?
2: Well, it stinks. <laughs> it's it stinks. It's terrible. It's infuriating. Um, look, I mean, baseball is so important to so many people listening to the show right now, right? In St. Louis, and baseball uh, is is hopefully going to be an heirloom passed down to the next generations in our city and in other American cities. And when the greedy owners uh, lock out the players who are making reasonable uh, demands and thus cut into regular season games and and not just postpone them but cancel them, as the league and the commissioner have done, uh, it just leaves a terrible taste in everybody's mouth. And I just wonder when they'll take care of this and when they'll fix it and how they will explain to the fans uh, who they've pushed to the side and take it for granted that suddenly, uh, oh, you fans, we need you. We love you. We want you back at our games.
0: This was, and watching from the very beginning, when the owners locked the players out immediately, they did not have to do that. I mean, we could have had spring training, and I understand it might be more difficult to have leverage, if spring training is ongoing and and that's the reason the lockout happened in the first place. But like you said, it it didn't really seem to me like much of what the players were asking for from the very start. And in fact, stuff they backed off of quickly was all reasonable. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, the reason we're in this position is the owners were unreasonable and, and that's, what's frustrating. And I, I wrote about, Cardinals chairman Bill DeWitt in today's post dispatch, and you know he, he's someone that I, I've, I've gotten to know personally, and clearly I, I respect as a as a man and, uh, and a person who appreciates baseball. But he's part of this. He's on. He's one of them. He's an owner, and uh, the owners have 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 done this to baseball, and they've done this to the fans. And I know sometimes talking about the fans, you know. I'm I'm so pro fan and then people are like, Look, man, this is a business. You have to understand it's a billion dollar business. I'm like, Yeah, but who is where are those billion dollars coming from, if you will, from the pockets of the every person, the every man, the every woman, uh here here in Saint Louis, in Baltimore, and in, in Dallas, Texas, wherever, all these major league cities and, and so the fans matter.
0: Ben Hawkman of the Post Dispatch is joining us here on KMLX. Um so I guess there's no real way to find out or, or, or to know at this point how long this is going to go on. It feels like we're not talking about just the first two series of the season, though, does it?
2: Right, and then you know the optimists would say, "Oh, it's okay. So you lose the first two series of the season. They figure it out this week, and the first game of the season is what was planned to be the Cardinals' home opener anyway on April 7th, and, and everything's good." But it's hard. It's hard to think when you when you when they, you make your Final and best offer, as Major League Baseball explained it, and it was shot down, it's hard to think they're going to make another offer tomorrow and, and everything will be hunky-dory. Uh, it's, it's going to be a little while, you would have to think, and uh, here's thinking that we're going to lose much of April.
0: And, and here's another question I, I know that you can't know for sure, but everybody has a feeling on this, I think. It, looking ahead here, there's going to have to be significant movement on somebody's part. And if there isn't, we're just going to be stuck here unless one side says, okay, fine, whatever, we'll just we'll play, whatever, let's just get this going. Who is more likely to do that? And if nobody's likely to do that, which side breaks first?
2: Right, right. I mean, I mean it's a stare down at this point. And um, clearly the players will start feeling this when the first weeks and months go on and they're not getting their paychecks and who will it affect more the the younger players the players in their first and second season and of course those are the players that the union was looking out for in this bargaining they were trying to get the the young players more money faster and uh the the league is not budging so i i don't i don't know if there is an answer to that question right now who who will make the the first move but the the owners went into this i mean it's not like like yesterday or something they were like oh my god wait we could lose games if we don't solve this problem i mean clearly they went into this acknowledging and and they did the numbers they did the math they did they did the research and said all right if we lose a month of baseball it's going to be bad but still worth it on our side of things
0: well i mean if you go back to just the beginning of the day yesterday the report was that mlb Um, had said they were, and and I don't know if they said this directly to anybody, but, but thinking back, um, their idea was we'll miss a month's worth of games here if we have to. And then it seemed like there was a lot of hope late in the night and, and into the early morning. And we're talking like two o'clock in the morning, St. Louis time. So do, do you think that we were ever really honestly close to getting something done last night or was that just messaging?
2: Well, the reports from the reporters in Florida, be it Derek Gould from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch who's uh, on his spring training turf down there in Jupiter, or some of the national reporters from ESPN and what have you, they said that the union never thought that the union was close to the owners. So take that for, for what it's worth. Uh, who knows what the the owners were saying and how honest they were and, and what they were leaking to the media. But yeah. I mean, I, I like you, though. I mean, again, it was after midnight. We're refreshing Twitter. I'm like, they're still in there. They're still talking. Like, clearly they're not in there. I mean, I guess if they're going to be in there this late into the night, they got to be like close on something. Right. They they wouldn't just have spent 16 hours completely far apart on everything, uh, but they clearly weren't <laughs> uh, connected on enough things.
0: Ben Hockman of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch is with us right now on KMOX. All right, so we heard Rob Manfred say not too long ago that missing games would be disastrous for baseball. And if you have read or or written anything, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've probably used the word disaster in your writing as well. And it doesn't take much searching to find writers and reporters and people around the country using that word, that if if MLB cancels games, it will be a disaster for baseball. Do you believe that to be true? And if so, how are we defining disaster? Well,
2: and that's a great question. I wrote a column recently in the Post-Dispatch, and follow me on this, pretending that I was in the future, pretending that it was six months later, it's uh, mid-August, now it would be, I guess, early September, but at the time it was mid August and they'd finally figured it out in May and they had a spring training and they had a season and the state of baseball was, uh, was down. It was, it was bad. And it, it was because the, there there's so many reasons to get reluctant about spending money for tickets to anything these days. And if an ownership says to you, the fan, Uh, we, we are not going to suit your needs. And then months later say, come give us your money. We're back, baby. We're back. (laughs) Um, I can see the fans saying, you know what? I'm going to keep my hard earned cash in my pocket and maybe give it to, I don't know, anything else. And uh, so I I just envisioned a a league where there were just swaths of empty seats. And yeah, I mean, St. Louis is, even in the worst year, that, that lower bowl at Busch Stadium is still going to have a bunch of fans in it, but I predicted, you know, empty upper decks, and the worst is these towns that are already struggling at getting fans in the stadium. I mean, you, you have to think that Miami and Pittsburgh and Baltimore and some of these locales will just be cavernous and empty, and the problem, Chris, is that it's the third year in a row, mm-hmm. you know, that, that there haven't been many fans at the games, because I mean, because of the global pandemic, there were only 60 games with no fans in 2020. And then last year in 2021, there were dozens of games where everyone was social distance and only a certain amount of fans were allowed in the ballpark. And now we got this, right? So, oh, and by the way, the the product has never been more boring. And, oh, by the way, beer and soda has never been more expensive. So, yeah, I mean, baseball is very important to America, and I can't see it dying but I can see it being altered uh, in, the, in the fabric of our society
0: because of greedy owners. See, and I, I might have a differing opinion on this and, and I've been saying this lately that when we talk about this particular moment being a disaster, I think it's different than what happened in 94. And the reason I think it's different is people were just angry at the players, and it was only the players they were angry with. So when you're mad at the guys who are actually on the field, you are less likely to want to pay to watch them play. But I think this time around, there are more people who are looking upwards, who are looking at at ownership and thinking, okay, it's not the players who are the problem this time. I can't wait to see those guys back on the field, and they're just trying to get back on the field. My contention is that if baseball has problems – it's more along the lines of what you're talking about it being kind of boring for a lot of people and some of the other things around it i just i don't think this is going to be the thing that that kills the sport
2: yeah yeah i mean and and there there are so many great aspects of baseball and coincidentally uh, this is a time where there there haven't been this many great young players at the same time in quite a while. When you look at Tatis Jr., when you look at Guerrero Jr., when you look, of course, at Otani uh, and and, and, and Okuna Jr. and so many other players, and e- even locally with 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 the, the outfielders, the three outfielders, uh, they're also young and also talented and, and showmen. You know, uh, they're just fun to watch. I mean, there's there's great reasons uh to be excited about baseball but then it's like are those guys even being marketed well enough oh and are those guys even able are you even able to watch those guys on tv
0: ben i appreciate your time tonight and i, I thank you for being with me i guess i can say at least uh, the blues are good <laughs> at least they're playing yeah well. we got that
2: yeah <laughs> second best in the west
0: i know uh ben hockman i appreciate it have a great night and we'll talk again soon
2: Always fun chatting with you, Chris. Take care.
0: That is Ben Hockman of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Follow him on Twitter at Hockman. Yeah, we're not in a great place right now. I I do think baseball has its issues, but if we're talking globally, if we're talking a the the major issues that will have long term impact on the sport, I do think it's more along the lines of things uh, about the viewing. Pleasure of the sport that need to be corrected, and some of that includes the things the union was trying to fight for and is still fighting for now, like competition, like making sure more more teams try to be good more regularly, and making sure that teams take that competitive balance money and the revenue sharing money and all of this, and try to make their teams better. But there are too many, too often, that are not trying to be good. And that's the kind of thing that is damaging to the sport long term. And the pace of the game for a lot of people is an issue. I don't think that this particular moment, while it stinks and while I wish it wasn't happening and I wish we were talking about you know, grapefruit league baseball right now and getting ready for a regular season a month away. While I wish we were doing all that stuff I I understand why we are in this position right now. It sucks. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. This sucks. But especially when you're a, a city that's only got two professional teams. Well, we're going to have soccer soon, but we're still a year away from that. But when you are a city with two professional teams, and one of them, the biggest team in town, is not playing baseball and doesn't have the prospect of playing baseball anytime soon... This is a rough day uh, for those of us who are sports fans here. 314-436-7900 is the number to visit with us, and we'd love to get your thoughts on uh, the news from today, 800-925-1120. And that news is we are losing at least the first couple of series of the season. The Major League season is not going to start on time after the Union and Major League Baseball fail to reach an agreement today in Florida. I'm Chris Ranji. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner! A personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one? Touchdown,
1: Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. this particular press conference um, in which I am going to cancel some regular season games. We worked hard to avoid an outcome that's bad for our fans, bad for our players and bad for our clubs. I want to assure our fans that our failure to reach an agreement was not due to a lack of effort by either party. We have to have this particular press conference.
0: That is Commissioner Rob Manfred of Major League Baseball who did say late this afternoon that the first two series of the season are wiped off the calendar. They are not going to happen, which means the Cardinals... Um, as it relates to them, will not play in Pittsburgh. They will not play in Chicago to start the 2022 season but we don't know exactly when they are going to start. Could be a lot longer than that. I'm Chris Ranji in for Kevin Wheeler on sports open line tonight. And this is the press release from the Cardinals this afternoon. It says we are very disappointed that a labor agreement was not reached in time to avoid a delay to the start of MLB's regular season. The Cardinals remain hopeful that a resolution can be reached in time to prevent any games at Bush Stadium from being impacted. We are continuing to prepare for our tradition-filled home opener on Thursday, April 7th, and look forward to getting the season underway as soon as possible. Again, that is from the Cardinals, and yeah, they do open the season, at least on the schedule, uh, that was uh, given out a while ago before the lockout happened. It is April 7th at home against the Pirates, and as of right now, technically, that is still in play. But again, if you're reading between the lines here, I I can't imagine that the two sides get something done by Thursday of this week. And by the way, Thursday this week is when Manfred said was the soonest the two sides would be able to get together, but they don't have plans as of yet, nothing is scheduled um, just yet as far as negotiations go. Let's get to some of your phone calls because this is a big deal, um, a, big day, a big day here in St. Louis when it comes to baseball. Uh, the last thing we wanted was to be here. I think the, the writing might have been on the wall if you've been paying attention to what was going on and you saw the league wait six weeks to really start negotiation that maybe they were prepared for this. And it kind of looks like they were. So let's start things off with Don, who is calling from South City. Hello, Don.
2: How are you doing, Chris? I used to listen to you on 101. Here's my opinion on this. I've been a longtime baseball fan. I've been to a lot of baseball games at Bush Stadium. I personally think it's a, the, whole, the both sides are a joke. I think they should cancel the whole season. Then you'd really hear some whining if nobody's making any money. I think that's that's what should happen. I think they should cancel the season because if it's taking this long to try to get a deal together, I, I, I just think both sides are uh, at fault at uh, this whole deal. And, And and, and the thing is, the fans are going to pay the price for this because the fans won't see no baseball. Of course, the owners won't get paid, won't make any money, and then the players won't get a paycheck. So that's my comment, Chris. Have a good evening.
0: All right, Don. I appreciate the call. I I think a lot of people are going to have a, a similar reaction to this, and a lot of it is out of frustration. And I get it. I do, like, I I understand feeling like, all right, you guys don't want to get something done and screw all of you. I, I don't care. We don't we don't have to do anything here. I don't have to watch baseball and I'm never coming back. In reality, though, I do think once they get something figured out, and I think they will, I just, I just don't know if it's for sure going to be before the year is over, but I think they're going to get something figured out and there is going to be baseball again. And when they do... I don't believe that the frustration and anger is going to be quite as deep as it was in 1994. I think people are going to come back, especially if the team in your town is good. Especially then. But if your team stinks, it might take you a while to come back. But then again, you're probably already not going anyway. I think winning matters. And one of the the core problems the union was trying to fix was that very thing was trying to get more teams to want to be more competitive, more frequently and trying to do what they could to improve their rosters in the off season. But there are too many teams in too many cities that aren't interested in that because they're still making money even when they're lousy. And that is a, that is a core issue in this fight Big Al is in St. Charles and now joins us on KMOX. Hi, Al. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm
1: good. Hey, uh, a couple things real quick. First off, my grandpa used to say, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. So right now, what what is happening with the ownership group is they're getting millions and millions and millions of dollars in TV revenue before we walk through the turnstiles, okay? And now they're going to get gambling on top of it. Okay, and they've got their structure set up very smartly for businessmen. But I'm talking about from a player's perspective. They control the players for a long, long time until they're at an age after you know arbitration and all, to where they can make money. And now the owners, with the tax, you know, the the luxury tax be where it is, these teams aren't going over unless you know they got a guy that you know they want to put them over the top. The majority are not going even close to that and yet the players are controlled all the way through and gosh knows you know injuries could happen or whatever and we got a glimpse of what the they do to the minor league kids for for the love of God and the way those poor pe- kids have to scrape and eat and there's so much money in M L B ownership right now, my man. And for them just to hold these guys down and the majority of the talent right now in this league is young and controlled and they're the stars to tease and and look at our team i mean these these stars that are carrying this league right now are young and the old guys are getting weeded out and the young guys aren't getting paid and the owners are getting fat and you know what you got to share some ownership and you better wake up because i'm 60 my son doesn't like baseball anymore but I'll ask you this, Ron. These kids at their age, they'll go to a soccer game and watch 0-0 and think it was the greatest thing, but yet they tell us baseball's boring. Well, uh, Love you, bud.
0: Al, I pre- thank you, man. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, I was just having this conversation with somebody yesterday about soccer, and it's it's always amusing to me because if you're a baseball fan or a soccer fan, there's a there's a chance that you think the other sport is boring, and that is so funny to me. Because I can totally understand being in the having the perspective of either fan, and some people are fans of both. Um, but I could I could watch the other sport and go, I get it, I understand why you think this is boring. But I also understand why soccer fans don't feel that way because the ball is always moving. It, they may not be scoring, but there's always something going on. They never stop play. The clock never stops until they go to halftime. And I know essentially there you know the ball goes out of bounds but it's the the ball's right back in play you know and I I can understand looking at the game of soccer and and if you're a diehard feeling like there's always something happening on the field whereas in baseball and I've said this before you could literally go 3 minutes before a ball gets put in play fair that's a long time Pitcher gets the ball, holds it, walks around the mound, looks at the catcher. They, they decide what they want to throw. They take forever to decide. Here's the pitch, ball one. Because the batter is wanting to, to see as many pitches as possible and draw as many walks as possible. Okay, gets the ball back, walks around the mound, looks at the pitcher. They change signs for a while, throws the baseball 40 seconds later, ball two. They go through that process again. Oh, here's a pitch. Oh, a swing and a foul ball. And this could go on for minutes until a ball actually gets put into play. And I could see if you're watching on TV and you're a casual fan, I can see you saying, okay, this isn't fun. (laughs) I, 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 I can absolutely see that happening. But for me, for Al, for somebody who is a diehard, it's different. You grew up with it. And slowly, gradually, the game has gotten to this point. And I do think it's it's maybe one of the more significant issues in the game. 314 436 is the phone number. Quick break. Come back with more on Sports Open Line. I'm Chris Ranji on KMLX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. A personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens
1: win this one. Touchdown,
0: Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. The news from today, not good. Uh, Regarding baseball, um, uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of the league, has decided the first two series of the season are going to be canceled. We will not have baseball on time that is after the two sides, the players, and the owners could not come to an agreement in Florida today. And they did meet late last night. And if you were listening to this show last night, you were probably thinking, all right, let's go. We're getting somewhere. There's there's actual progress that's happening. And according to the reports that were coming out of Jupiter last night, there did seem to be some progress. But if you were... Weeding through some of that and listening to what was coming from the players' side uh, may not have been that hopeful because the players were saying, basically, yes, there's progress. However, we are still far apart. And the league did not come closer uh, to them today. So that's where we are. The league presented a final offer. What? The players said, was was told to them as a best and final offer. Uh, Rob Manfred and the league, by the way, say they did not use the term best and final. The union says they did. That's all hearsay. There's, there's no real way to know, I guess. It's all about who you believe. At any rate, the league presented an offer. They did not budge much. And here we are. The union unanimously said, no, nah, we're, we're not going to take that. And uh, that was pretty much it, with about an hour to go from the deadline, the 4 o'clock central time deadline the league had set. So here are some of the things that we know were presented today. By the way, the players have conceded quite a bit. They did drop their request for new pre arbitration bonus pool money. It was originally, they wanted it close to $115 million for the bonus pool. They came down to $85. The league is all the way down at $25, and they did not move much upwards. But this appears to be one of the major sticking points. The competitive balance tax, which has been acting as a de facto salary cap and preventing teams from spending money. The players suggested this. Over the next five seasons, the competitive balance tax, and, and that is the number at which if you go over as a team, then you start to get taxed, you start to get penalized for spending more. And the penalty is on the overage, by the way. It's not on your entire payroll. But the union suggested uh, $238 million in year one, which bumped up to 244, then to 250, then to 256, then to 263 by 2026. The league suggested 220, 220, 220, 224, and then 230 by 226. That is not much movement whatsoever and no increase in the first three years? Come on. We're going to talk more about this. Get to your phone call. Scott Miller from MLB Network Radio also coming up in the next hour. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX.